Welcome into Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Fun show coming up as we wrap up the fall high school sports scene with Jim Powers and highlight not just football, but all the sports and athletes that made headlines this past fall. We start though with baseball and we finally have a normal off season for Major League Baseball. So let's jump right into it and bring in Cardinals analyst Brad Thompson to start to break down some of the questions facing the Cardinals as we are closing in on the winter meetings. Brad, great to see you again, and thanks for being a part of the show. Appreciate you having me, man. Happy off-season. It's hot stove, they say. So what is it like from a player's perspective, the hot stove league, and what do you think this will be like for the Cardinals? Well, look, it's, a, it's an exciting time. If you're a free agent, you're out there, uh, you're, you're trying to figure out where your next landing spot is. It's actually a, a, a time where you could have a little anxiety, too. Maybe if you're a young player and you keep hearing rumors about a position that you'd like to be breaking into. Uh, but uh, for those guys, you can't worry about any of that stuff, right? you got to continue to go put in your work. Uh, but for the free agents, and I, I think about this from a, a fan standpoint, too, it's an exciting time. You have an opportunity to get your ball club better. We know this with the Cardinals. They have a few areas of need. Now, how are they going to allocate their funds to be able to get this ball club better? I think that's the biggest question. I guess the big question, too, is how much the Cardinals will spend coming off the Molina Pujols effect of crowds of 2022. I'm expecting them to surpass Steve Cohen. Not. No, I don't think they're going to jump that high. No, but, but that, and Mo talked about this at the end of the season as he was addressing the media, said, and credited the fans. They go, hey, you guys showed out in a big way. More money did come in, and they expect more money to go out. Now, we don't know what that looks like, don't know exactly uh, how they're working their numbers or where they want that to be. But this ball club has a chance to get better. And Nolan Arenado, I, I know that he had the opt-out in his contract. He decided to stay with the club after conversations with Mo about the directions of this organization and what they plan on doing, not specifically with players, but conceptually what they plan on doing. And uh, there's a good direction, or at least they believe there to be one, because I don't think that Nolan would just say, ah, oh, whatever you want to do, uh, I'll lop back in. He wants this ball club to be competitive. They were competitive last year. They won 93 games unfortunately get bounced in the playoffs early but the key is how do they continue to be consistent and how can they thrive in the postseason they're going to try to figure that out what do you think you can realistically expect from Adam Wainwright as you look forward to the 2023 season? Well, I know this. Adam Wainwright is going to compete better than anybody in the league, and even when things might not be working, he'll figure out other things that will. Uh, it, it's very tough, though, to say what can you expect because we saw how it ended. Now, Adam did a very good job uh, and really explained what he was going through, what he was feeling. He mentioned having that comebacker when they were he was pitching against Atlanta and uh, his stride ended up shortening after being hit by that ball and he figured it out way too late and that was the reason for his uh, his struggles down the stretch and hopefully that's the case. Hopefully that everything is figured out for him because your rotation right now is pretty much set. I don't see them working in that side of the market going after a DeGrom, Verlander, uh, Rodon. I just don't see that being in the cards right now with five guaranteed contracts that they already have there in the rotation. But I, I expect this. 
you have your leader. Like you have your guy who is the rock, who has been there for quite some time. I know stuff-wise, Adam Wainwright doesn't have some of the stuff that some of those guys uh, have out there. But I, I know this from just a, a leadership standpoint. He makes everybody else better. So to have him back in the fold yet again for 2023, I think it's exciting. And I think that he, even though he said he doesn't want it, Wayno deserves that send-off too. Last year it was all about Albert and Yachty and their send-off. And the league overall did such a fantastic job. I know we'll see a lot of that for Wayno as well. So he's closing in on 200 wins. If he gets it, is he a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer? I think you can make the case. I think that you could absolutely make the case for Adam Wainwright. And uh, we've talked about this a lot in the past. I think that the the marks need to move for Hall of Fame. Like these numbers that we've had out there forever of you have to have so many wins or so many strikeouts. The game is different. The game has changed. Guys are not playing as long as they used to play. So some of these markers are going to have to change. Uh, I believe that had he gotten a Cy Young, that would have helped out a little bit. Uh, but I think you can make a case for him. And he's going to continue continue to add to that case and I'm sure that that's probably part of he's a team guy he wants to win but that's part of the reason maybe you think about coming back is adding to that legacy we know he's going to have a red jacket will he have a Cooperstown one we're going to find out what's it say about the year of Brendan Donovan to take home a gold glove so happy for him. Brendan Donovan and Dan, you know uh, Donnie very well. He's just a gamer. You know, the, this guy grinds it out. He shows up to the ballpark every single day. He's, he's there early. He stays late. And uh, positional versatility, I think that's the key to baseball right now. If you have guys that can bounce around the diamond, we saw Tommy Edmond do that in the past. Uh, we saw him do it a little bit this year, playing second and short and doing so uh, at a high level. But Donovan played six different positions for you. He also provided something you really need was a relentless at bat near the top of the order whether he was batting first or you know sometimes you'd see him bounce around but I think he's a really good fit at the top of the lineup this is a guy that you're going to blink he's going to be in the big leagues for 10 plus years so excited for him to win that award the first ever utility glove uh, goes to the Cardinals I couldn't believe that it was the first ever Cardinal rookie to win a gold glove you think about all the great defenders that have been in St. Louis over the year to have that uh, be the first rookie to do a pretty special season for Donovan it's been a pretty amazing offseason for first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, too. Goldie is just racking up the awards. And unfortunately for Goldie, that means he's going to have to do some media along the way. You know that Goldie is, is pretty reserved. He keeps everything uh, close to the vest, but he should be pumped up and he is pumped up about all of the accolades that came his way but you know him he's uh, upset about how it finished you know the the bat went a little silent for him in September certainly October the couple of games wasn't what he wanted and he's going to be continued to, to be driven and his drive is not about the MVP award his drive is about winning baseball but it what an exciting year for him as we got to watch it from start to finish the guy was amazing and there were times and most of the times basically just not September that there was no way to get him out. You try to pitch him in, he's going to turn on it. You throw that perfect pitch just off the plate away, he's not swinging at it. Like He was just so locked in for the year. He deserved the honor. And look, Nolan deserved it too. In a different year, he might have been there. Machado had a really good season, but Goldie was the guy. Continued to rack up the accolades. And the hope is we're talking about another big season this year. All right, final question. Where do you think the Cardinals will allocate their money this offseason to improve their club? I think they spread it around. They obviously need 
need a catcher, and uh, I think that'll be part of it. Now, whether that comes via free agency, we know that the market for Contreras is going to be high. AAV is probably going to be north of at least $16 million per year. We'll see how many years that he ends up wanting, and he's a bat-first guy. Cardinals do need a bat. He's not that sound behind the plate, uh, but the outfield mix is still in flux, and uh, who knows? I, I know that they're not out there actively shopping, or at least I believe they're not actively shopping at the top end of the shortstop market, but there's only so many seats at the table. Maybe you see a shortstop that ends up uh, being the odd man out, has to sign a shorter term deal with some player options there. But I really do believe that they're not going to put all of their funds in one bucket and say, okay, well, we just we got this guy. I think you'll see incremental improvements across the board, and I think they're also going to be banking on some of these young players taping, taking big steps forward. So whether that's Gorman, Yepes, uh, continued success from Donovan and Newt Bar, and hopefully can't wait to see Jordan Walker and what he's got in store, but I think they're going to spread it around. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Anytime. Up next, a closer look at what many of the fall sports have done this past few months in high school sports. Many of them have wrapped up on the high school scene. A look at that on Scoops with Danny Mac is next on Fox 2. Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2 is brought to you by Schnooks, Stratum Structural Systems, and Hair Saloon for Men. Welcome back to Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. The fall season of high school sports has just about wrapped up and we thought it would be a great time to bring in Jim Powers who covers the high school sports scene. And Jim, as always, thanks for being a part of the show. No problem. What, what a terrific fall it's been. And, you know, it's been so great to see the crowds, the kids, you know, no restrictions, which has been absolutely phenomenal this year for the first time in, you know, last three years that, that we've been dealing with stuff. But it was so much fun to see the kids getting out there and doing what they love to do. Well, let's start with this. How about the top high school football players? Who stands out this year in the area? Well, I tell you what, there, there's three kids that I think have been terrific all year long and Cole Rubel from down at Seckman you want to talk about a kid that may go down as one of the best running backs in the metro area that we've seen since Tony Van Zant. I mean this kid just does it all he's a terrific athlete great kid he's going to SEMO um, he's verbal down there but he he has just broken every record imaginable so he's going to be a kid that we're going to see a lot of on the collegiate level on Saturdays then you go over to MICDS and you talk about Winston Moore this young man is just a very special kid he does so many great things you know as a freshman he was a quarterback now that Fred Bouchard has shifted him to a lot of different spots on the field and he has just been terrific all year long plus he gets it done in the classroom he's going to Colgate that tells you a lot right there about what this young man can do and then finally you know you talk a little bit about Kevin Emanuel the great running back from uh, Eureka and the battles that that they went through this year watching him run at one point this season he was averaging over 300 yards a game I mean just a terrific kid terrific athlete just does so many great things and he's a lot of fun to watch hasn't decided where he's going to college yet that'll be one we're going to be looking at as we get into the signing periods in December and then in February but three great kids that we're going to see a lot of on Saturday afternoons Football, though, gets so much of the attention. However, there are so many other sports that participate in the area. 
So what stands out about these past few months? You know, what about three state championships? I mean, just a terrific weekend down at Cape Girardeau a few weeks back. You got Lafayette, first time since 2016. You know, the job that Zach Young has done. And then you, you got to get through a gauntlet of a district that included Coriezu and Eureka, you know, just to make it to the state quarterfinals. So what a terrific year for them. Then Westminster, they keep doing it. Ben Briney, back-to-back state championships for the Wildcats, and they did it this year, just really steamrolling a lot of people. And then Jefferson R7, what a terrific story out of Jefferson County. You know, last year they made it, they got the taste. This year, it was a business trip for the Blue Jays, and they knocked off the power in the state, Herman, in four sets. What a terrific year volleyball-wise in the area. I always love talking about softball. That's close to my heart. So who made some noise in high school softball? Well, you know, three teams made the run to Springfield, down to Killian, and just, you know, fell a little bit short. You know, Francis Howell, what a terrific year for those kids. And... You know, they made it down there, lost in the state final to a really good team out of Kansas City. Then you look at Washington trying to get the back-to-back and fall a little bit short. And then Westminster, you know, you talk about a terrific, you know, fall season for the Wildcats. You know, Westminster makes it down to the state softball championships and, you know, falls a little bit short. But softball this year, the bar was absolutely raised with what our kids are doing on the diamond in the fall. A sport that does not get enough attention, but this is a grueling sport. It's cross-country. It's a very, very difficult sport for these kids. Yeah, without a doubt. And once again, you know, when we talk about volleyball, volleyball and cross-country, their state championships are the same weekend. Six state championships were won by metro area teams that weekend. We had three in volleyball, three over on the cross-country course out at Gans Creek in Columbia, you know, Lafayette. You know, what a great year for them. St. Charles West, what a terrific year for them. They win a state title. And then Hillsboro, the boys win their very first state title cross-country-wise. And you got some great athletes. I mean, Julia Ryan um, from MICDS, what a great job she did. And then also Grace Tyson from Lafayette winning the individual side. So, you know, those cross-country kids don't get the accolades that they deserve. But, gosh, they just had such a terrific year this year. And then swimming and golf, those sports get overlooked a little bit as well. Yeah, golf, you know what, St. Joe's just keeps doing what they do, and that's winning state championships, you know, and it was great to see them. You know, Viz, what a terrific year for for the uh, for those girls over there on the golf course. I mean, once again, you know, this year, especially with the state championships, they played in brutal conditions. I mean, it was just windy. The temperature dropped from 70 degrees during the practice round on Sunday all the way down to 40 degrees and they had a lot to deal with and then you look at swimming how about Parkway Central first state championship in the pool for the guys since 1979 I believe it is 44 years uh you know and they were able to get it done you know Chaminade had a terrific year Kirkwood came in third on the other classification. So once again, just a terrific fall for these kids. And some of the other sports that, you know, not a lot of people talk about, but what we talk about on Scoops. Well, Jimmy, you do such a great job highlighting the athletes and the programs on Scoops with DannyMac.com. For people that don't know, 
describe the daily content that's on the website that you provide. You know, we're having so much fun. Every Monday we do a weekend wrap up. We'll have boys and girls basketball polls coming up here starting on Tuesdays here in the next couple weeks. Wednesdays is our student athlete. And that's where I get to have fun talking to the kids and really showcasing what they're doing. Um, then Thursday, the podcast is terrific. We've had so much fun in putting together inside the lines. And then Friday, we get you ready for the weekend. We recap some of the big games from the week, and then we get you ready for a big weekend of high school sports. Great job. Thanks, Jimmy. No problem, my friend. Up next, it's Thanksgiving week, and I'll give you what I've been thankful for in sports this year. That's next on Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2 is brought to you by Lordo's Diamonds, STLTaxLawyer.com, Triad Bank, and Lou Fuse. Welcome back to Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. A reminder, there's daily content on the website, scoopswithdannymac.com. Podcasts, features, articles. If you've missed Bernie Miklas and his writing, you can see it all daily on scoopswithdannymac.com. Welcome back to Scoops with Danny Mac on Fox 2. Hey, as we head towards Thanksgiving this Thursday, there's a lot to be thankful for in St. Louis sports. So here's just a few ideas off the top of my head that I'm thankful for in sports as we get to settle in for a day of football and a weekend full of sports in town. I'm thankful that Albert Pujols came back home for one more year. This past summer is one that we'll probably never see again. It's so Cardinals, isn't it? A player has the prime years of his career in St. Louis, leaves the franchise, then he comes back to where it all started, and nobody is really sure how it's all going to end. Well, it went better than anybody could have ever imagined. He hit his 700th home run in a Cardinals uniform, and in his final regular season at bat at Bush Stadium, in his farewell, Albert gave everyone a memory they'll never forget. Albert lifts it in the air, out to center. Going back, Reynolds at the wall. He's done it! He's done it! His final regular season home game, number 702. He's tied the game. He's tied Babe Ruth all-time and runs batted in 2,214. Albert's final home run of his career was on the road, and this home run was one that put him ahead of the Babe in a historical category. Albert hits it down the left field line. Number 703, it's history. RBIs, number 2,215 and 16. He's passed Babe Ruth, second all-time in history, and runs batted in. A historic blast, number 703. Thank you, Albert, for coming back home and for Yachty making it one more year in St. Louis. People ask me all the time, who's the best player you ever played with? And I said, what are you talking about? I play with Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols is the greatest hitter anyone in this team's ever seen and probably anybody playing the game today has ever seen and there's no close second. But he's also one of the best men and teammates that I've ever been around. And that's really what I came here to celebrate today. Albert, you're an amazing person, you're an amazing player, but you're the best 
one of the best teammates I've ever had and a man that everybody should look up to for everything you do on and off the field. And next, my catch partner, Yadi Molina. I'm going to miss you the most. I'm not going to miss having wet shoes and wet pants from you pouring water bottles down my back when you're not playing. But I am going to miss playing catch with you every fifth day. I believe you're the best defensive catcher to ever live. And I think absolutely the smartest player that anyone's ever seen play this game. That is what I'm most thankful for as a sports fan as I reflect on this past year of sports in St. Louis. But it's hard not to think about the induction of a fan favorite, of Matt Holliday, going into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, and now his return to the Cardinals coaching staff. The crisp passing of Yuri Collins as he leads the Billikens to what should be an appearance into the NCAA tournament. Watching Jordan Bennington on a nightly basis give the Blues a chance to win and conjure up feelings of 2019 and seeing construction of a stadium and a dream finally come true to fruition as soccer fans were elated with what MLS has to offer. I'm thankful to be in St. Louis. I'm thankful to be here with you every Sunday night on Fox 2. Thanks for watching Scoops with Danny Mac, and I'll talk to you next Sunday.